plenty of that time par excellence for us to get back in touch with our baptism, the meaning of it, the grace of it, I confess the intimacy God, with which we were brought into relationship with God. And how can we let that grow and be strengthened? A warm welcome from all of us at Holy Rosary Parish in Burlington. Join us in prayer as we share with Father Martin the Lenten readings and homily for today's Holy Mass. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Shout out, do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Announce to my people their rebellion, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet day after day they seek me and delight to know my ways, as if they were a nation that practiced righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Why do we fast, but you do not see? Why humble ourselves, but you do not notice? Look, you serve your own interest on your fast day and oppress all your workers. Look, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with a wicked fist. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose, a day to humble oneself? Is it to bow down the head like a bulrush and to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose, to loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover them and not to hide yourself from your own kin? Then your light shall break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindicator shall go before you the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help, and he will say, Here I am. The word of the Lord. broken, humbled heart, O God, you will not scorn. A broken, humbled heart, O God, you will not scorn. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. A broken, humbled heart, O oh God, 
transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. A broken, humbled heart, O God, you will not scorn. For you have no delight in sacrifice. If I were to give a burnt offering, you would not be pleased. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. A broken, humbled heart, O God, you will not scorn. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Seek good and not evil, so that you may live, and the Lord will be with you. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The disciples of John came to Jesus saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, The wedding guests cannot mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them, can they? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. The Gospel of the Lord. Still, obviously, very early in the Lenten season, we have a broad spectrum reflection on that very familiar Lenten practice of fasting into which we can incorporate all kinds of things, the fasting, the abstinence, the sacrificing, the giving up, as we always would put it for Lent, and all this kind of thing. It's really worth reflecting upon. And I start by looking at this little gospel today. This is a gospel that we've heard many times, both in and outside of Lent. And there's a kind of a curious quality to it. The bridegroom, Jesus says, is here in your midst. Obviously, he's referring to himself. And therefore, you cannot fast. But then the day will come when you will. And I know that for myself, I always tended to interpret this simplistically enough based on what he's quoted as saying, that it has to do with mourning 
In other words, when the bridegroom, when Jesus is taken away from you, then you will fast because you are mourning. And it conjures up all these images from the Old Testament of the mourning of the people over their sinfulness and their lying in ashes, dressed in sackcloth, and all manner of fasting and weeping and the kinds of things that we heard on Ash Wednesday. Mourning our sinfulness, though, is not the only reason why we fast. And it's worth pointing out that fasting, obviously, is closely linked with our understanding of what it means to hunger. What exactly are we hungering for? And is it possible that a good fast is a way of reminding us of what our true hungers are? We get in trouble as we do in the world today, when there is a mania for making sure that you immediately and promptly and thoroughly satisfy every hunger, because a lot of the hungers we have are not good ones. And when we are constantly satisfying them, we are getting farther and farther away from the source of our love. When we constantly satisfy every hunger, we are actually lowering ourselves. We are becoming animalistic in the sense that all we want to do is be satisfied and full, satiated. Fasting, quite in addition to its quality for mourning our sinfulness, has the effect of reminding us that we hunger because we very obviously feel physical hunger when we are fasting. But we deliberately do not satisfy that hunger, at least not immediately. We wait, we pause, we permit ourselves to feel that hunger in the depths of ourselves. And if we've got any kind of spiritual sensitivity, the next thing we know, we realize what we are really hungering for. And it isn't food and drink. They will satisfy, but only for a while, only till the next time. The spiritual person does the kind of fasting that we're talking about to remind themselves of the hunger that can only be satisfied by the Lord. And when it is satisfied, there is never anything more to hunger about. So that's something to bear in mind when we offer any kind of sacrifices. We are identifying with the cross of Christ, as I so often say about sacrifices, but we are also reminding ourselves of the hunger that is at the deepest, deepest depth of our souls. Now, our other scripture readings remind us, though, not to let even that kind of action become an end in itself. Because as Isaiah thunders, you can undergo all kinds of fasting and various other penitential actions and prayers and all the rest of it, and yet your heart is still very much with a selfish attitude, with an attitude of fighting against one another, 
with an attitude of ignoring those who are poor and in need. We cannot ignore any of those things. When we do ignore them, our fasting and all related activity becomes emptied of meaning. We want everything we do to lead us to focus on God. Therefore, I think our responsorial psalm, that magnificent Psalm 51, summarizes it wonderfully. You have no delight in sacrifice, we say to the Lord. What you want is the heart, the heart that is at the heart of sacrifice. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O oh God. That you won't despise. Which kind of brings us back to the mourning again. I offer the sacrifices of mourning so that I may offer the broken, mourning, weak spirit and heart to the Lord. And he, and he alone, will heal it. We hope that our podcasts have been inspiring. And now, our pastor, Father Martin, offers a few closing words. Thank you for joining us. I offer a special greeting to members of our parish family unable, by sickness or other reason, to worship with us in person, and to anyone visiting our parish via these podcasts. Lent is a time to deepen our faith through prayer, penitence, and charity. We pray that our readings and homilies help you to prepare to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, at Easter. Just as we display ashes as a mark of our faith on Ash Wednesday, please share the readings and homilies with others by inviting them to our website where they can find them all day by day. What a great gift to present at the altar on Good Friday that you helped spread the good news of our salvation. For those joining our podcast outside our parish, we look forward to welcoming you in person at our Holy Rosary Church in Burlington. To learn more about our parish community, please visit our website at holyrosaryburlington.com and be sure to share our site with family and friends. We do look forward to hearing from you, so please email us with your comments. And thank you for your prayers and support.